This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Ashley Webster Experience, along with executive producer Brian Solomon. It's just us two today. We've got lots to talk about. God knows there's always something going on. Mm -hmm. And in this age of politics and uh, President Trump, always lots to talk about. But today we're going to focus on social media, a story that goes on and on and on. How do people use it? How is it regulated? Is it going to be regulated more? And the people who actually run our social media platforms, do they really know what they're doing? Big, weighty questions. Of course, just... uh, Recently, we've had the head of Twitter and Facebook go before uh, lawmakers in Washington, D.C. And every time I watch these things, Brian, I'm never convinced that they really have the true answers. They can talk about algorithms and they can talk about, well, we're constantly, you know, very vigilant on what's going out on our platforms. But bottom line is anyone can seem to pretend to be a human being when they're a robot. Um, the the uh, the number of fake accounts out there it's a never ending battle and I never really feel yeah. like they're getting ahead of the game. Yeah, no, I think it's true. I think it's one of those things where you know all these these social media giants were created, and they know that the power is you know really un, unknown of them, and the people at the top right now, the Sheryl Sandbergs, the Mark Zuckerbergs, the Jack Dorseys. They, I think, are a little. Oh, I think they're a little overwhelmed. They know that they have extreme power, and I think they know they know more than they're going to give off. But they don't know the true extent of any of the any of the consequences of their their creations. There are a lot of issues to to think about here. I mean, privacy is a big one. Mm-hmm. Who has access to our information when we're on Facebook, when we're using social media, on the internet, and in in general, who's watching us, and how do they use that information? Uh, The point is made that we enjoy a tremendous amount of um, uh, service from this. We can get in touch with our friends and family around the country, around the world. It connects us all. It's an incredible service. We should pay for that, and the way we pay for it is to give up our data. I think the idea that there's any privacy is a complete fallacy. There is no more Mm-mm. privacy in my mind. Um, yes, they can make it complicated, and they can have you sign up. Okay, no, I don't want you using this, and I don't want you using that. But the average person, I think, just kind of goes glassy-eyed and says, I don't care. I don't have mm-hmm. anything really interesting in my life. I like using these services. If you want to see what I'm doing, have at it. And yeah. I think that is generally where many people come from. Mm-hmm. I don't like when, obviously, they're stealing your information and using it in some nefarious fashion. But for the most part, I'm not sure that's happening. Mm-mm. They're just using it so they can target you because they know that you, Brian Solomon, love to yeah. buy shoes. <laughs> you got and, that right. and, <laughs> and so they're going to sell that to shoemakers who yeah. are going to target you. They know your age. They know the kind of styles that you like. I don't know if I have a problem with that. How about you? No, I don't because, you know, as a consumer hmm. – it makes my life a lot easier. I don't have to go out there and try to find it if they're going to be putting it in front of my face. Now, mm-hmm. yes, I could be annoying sometimes when I keep seeing products, but is that really a problem that I really need addressed when I get to use a service for free? 
I don't think so. And I, I think the way I think we people got to look at something like Facebook a different way, right? Mm-hmm. It's a communication service. It's an entertainment service. We wouldn't say, well. I should not have to pay for television or for my cable subscription. Right? I don't. I shouldn't have to pay for that. That's entertainment, and that's what Facebook provides. Or, or I shouldn't have to pay for my cell phone bill. But Facebook is a communication service too. So you know, if that's the trade-off, and they're giving some of my my interests and my likes, well. I mean, people that really know mind. you, I don't really mind because I'm not getting hurt. Now, if they're selling it to the Russians uh, to build up a huge warehouse of information on me so they know who to, you know, I don't know, something yeah. something, something like that, selling it to the Russians, the Syrians, that's different. But when you're selling it to... How do you know they're not? That's it, and that's the thing. I think you have to expect that they're not. You ha- you have to hope that no company is, but then that's 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 a legal issue. But interesting, just recently, uh, our colleague Elizabeth McDonald had yeah. her Twitter account hijacked by yeah. hackers in Turkey, who suddenly yeah. turned her Twitter page into a support for President Erdogan of mm-hmm. Turkey, and. You know, it took her a little while before she realized this was going on. A, a very respected journalist all of a sudden tweeting things on behalf of the president of Turkey. It's it's fascinating, and, and that is a little disturbing that they yeah. can do that. It was quickly caught and shut down. But the bigger issue is, and getting you mentioned the Russians and, of course, their influence, what influence they had on the 2016 election and what they're going to have on the midterms coming up here in the United States – it's interesting to know how they go about it. I'm fascinated. Mm-hmm. I, obviously, no one likes to be manipulated. But how can the Russians, through social media, affect our elections? Are they so pers- persuasive that you, Brian Solomon, are going to vote for a X, Y, or Z because of what you saw on social media yeah. that was put out by Russians? Are Americans that easily influenced? Yeah, well, I think it goes back to the old fear back when the nation was founded, you know, that there should not the, – the common folk should not be allowed to vote. It should be – you know, the senators should have all the power and the congressmen should have all the power to choose a president because everyday people aren't – shouldn't be able to have that type of power. So the question is, you know, are the everyday – is the everyday American that – you know, well versed on our politics to make these to know when they're seeing fake news and on Facebook. Well, I don't. A, I don't know that. I, some I, are, some are, but but by whose standards? Exactly. You can't. You cannot make that decision. And I. And the thing is, I don't think a lot of Americans are wise enough to see it because we've seen a lot of a lot of, of false narratives, you know, perpetuated on social media. Yeah. I think it's the thing is though, people who are going to believe. Every single post on Facebook or on Twitter, they're already going to be easily deceived. So it doesn't matter if it's the Russians telling them or if it's me trying to persuade them to vote for someone else. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I think the majority of Americans should be able to, but I don't think they're going to be able to tell the difference between that. I think I, it, makes, it fascinates me because I, I believe you know you, everyone has their own opinions, mm-hmm. and they tend to migrate to those opinions that agree with theirs. So mm-hmm. that's why Fox News has people who are conservative and lean yeah. to the right. They go there. People who lean to the left and prefer the, the, the more progressive liberal side go to MSNBC and the television mm-hmm. world. People will find... Mm-hmm people with like-minded ideas and stick with them. So it's fascinating to me that there's uh, the ability to use social media, and obviously I'm being naive, to actually dictate or trying Mm -hmm. to affect the outcome of an election. Well, I think the problem is Facebook and Twitter became a news source. 
and mm. and I think that's also a little bit of our fault. You know, us meaning you know Fox and the other. Um, media outlets because as social media has gained in popularity all of us have used it as another platform to get our our mm-hmm. reporting and our messages out so now you know the you know people were able to believe when you see cnn a cnn post on facebook a fox post you just assume you know it's it's the same as reading mm-hmm. on CNN.com. But then now when you see more and more posts, you don't always check the source, you know, because, no. oh, well, my friend just reposted that. I trust my friend. Yeah. So I don't think that they'll be posting some fake news. But is it your friend? Could it be a computer that's masking and pretending to be your friend? You know, it goes mm-hmm. on and on yeah. and on. And that's why I think it's so almost impossible mm-hmm. by sheer volume yeah. that these social media companies are able to effectively cut this out mm-hmm. um and that brings up the other issue of stifling certain you know in, in certainly on the case of uh, twitter and and um facebook they've been accused of stifling the conservative voice mm-hmm. um jack dorsey of twitter's been very honest said yeah okay our company is liberal leaning mm-hmm. i don't like that i think it's um it's the village square community and we all should be heard but there is that belief mm-hmm. The conservative voices get squashed. So that brings back to, well, who's the gatekeeper in all mm-hmm. of this? You know, forget about politics. What about hate speech? What about whatever the issue is? Who gets to decide mm-hmm. what is right and what is wrong? Mm-hmm. And that's where bias, we're all biased because yeah. we see the world through our eyes. And I think that's a very difficult line to walk for these social media companies. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're gonna if you're going to limit one type of speech – then you got to be then that opens the door for everything else mm-hmm. you know so i personally believe that social media companies like twitter should not regulate any posts unless they're threatening a life unless mm-hmm. they're provoking danger it's like the old saying you know shouting fire in, in a crowded uh, movie yeah, theater exactly yes. that is different but you know yes some speech is hurtful some speech is hateful but if you once you start, we're down a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, the people who are prom- are promoting ISIS and and Nazism, but then that keeps going. Well, that's just slightly conservative. But someone's going to say, well, no, I think that's racist. You know, it, where does it stop? And that's, I think the only way to fight it is well, no censoring at all, unless mm-hmm. it's pro- unless it's unless it's provoking it's danger. It's not an easy that's issue, what I is think. it? It's very. Do you do you still do you use Facebook? You're you are many generations yeah. younger than I am, and I've yeah. always been told that Facebook's now for older people. Yeah, Facebook is. I mean, I use it more for for communicating with people from you know in Europe or yep. Africa or something like that. But I, you know, I don't go on it because it, it's so flooded yeah. with you know it, it's it's too flooded with with you know fake news, junk with junk with tabloid type stuff mm. um, with advertisements. Mm. Wait, I mean they're monetized you know the hell out of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but I think Twitter stayed true to their original model in, a, in, in the most basic point where you just post mm. content. They didn't change. But now from an economic standpoint, right, Facebook has evolved from just that squ- – if it stayed like Twitter, yeah. Facebook wouldn't be worth so much money. True. You know, because I mean, I mean personally, I wouldn't touch Twitter stock with a, you know, with a 10-foot pole because, you know, what, what are they doing? You know, Facebook mm-hmm. is trying to – is growing, you know, with, with their company. But – 
Uh, would uh, Are do they, you? They, have, have they become broad? I, I do because I have family and friends around the world, yeah. and Facebook's a good way to keep in touch yeah. with them. I don't like the growing amount of mm-hmm. not only commercials but people who work for companies and are now putting their ads exactly. And it just, yeah. I, I just that's not what I Too want. Too much cross promotion, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's becoming just a mess. Yeah. But in Europe, they're looking at uh, companies like Facebook and saying, you know what, you're putting out so mm-hmm. much video now that you should be. Yeah. Um, you should be kind of regulated as mm-hmm. they do with television stations in America with the FCC, the Federal yeah. Communications Commission, which is pretty radical, but they're very serious. You know, the Europeans yeah. are always big yeah. on regulation, as we yeah. know. But they may have a point. Mm-hmm. Well, when do you when do you start this? You know, because Netflix, Facebook, Apple, and Amazon are are all into streaming. Facebook's far far more just because you know I've, it's not their original content, mm. but. There's videos all over from different platforms. I th- I think you're right because, like I said, I think I view Facebook and Twitter as a media and even a news company. Mm-hmm. That's what they've become. That's how Twitter really got big because you're able to get breaking news quickly. Right. Right. I mean, the moment that other net when when networks started saying, "Oh, we just saw this on Twitter." It's got to be true and posting that about breaking news. I mean, the Boston Marathon right. bombing. There's a lot of false reporting because of. Twitter posts. Right. So media. I've been in that situation. I remember being in Greece outside the parliament building when yeah. there was like a riot going on and I was looking at my Twitter feed and people reporting that the parliament building was on fire and everything. I'm standing right there. It's not true. <laughs> not true. Yeah. But it shows you how those things can take on a life yeah. of their own. And then people will retweet it and say, oh, did you mm-hmm. hear? The Greek parliament building's on fire. It's yeah. really just, you yeah. know. It can have 10,000 retweets. So, oh, well. 10,000 people think it's true, true. but it's not true. Exactly. How do you verify? That goes back to, I think it's related to the censoring, right? Yeah. Well, how do you verify things, you know? Well, I tweeted out, whatever, whoever's saying that, it's Mm -hmm. not true. I'm standing right here. So you try and combat it. But it does show you, it takes on a life of its own. And who's tweeting that out anyways? The people mm-hmm. who wanted to burn down the Greek building? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. But it's, it's, a, it's, an awkward, it's a very difficult question for society to mm-hmm. answer right now, and certainly for the people who are running these companies. Yeah. The power they have yeah. is remarkable. Yeah. Now, compared to the Mark Zuckerberg mm. uh, you know, hearing, he kind of just he he won that hearing. You know, he was asked answer, uh, he was asked a lot of simple questions. He was able to answer them easily. It was, it was they're asking about his company that he created. I mean, he easily won that. Mm-hmm. This hearing that we're seeing that we saw with with Jack Dorsey mm-hmm. and and Sheryl Sandberg, this is a little different, right? How do you? What do you think of the outcome from this? Do you think that they kind of put on this, got put in the spotlight? A little bit, and they did okay. They answered the way you would expect them to do. Well, we're working with algorithms where we've hired hundreds and thousands of people Mm -hmm. to look at this. And yes, we were slow to react to the 2016 election, but I think we can do better. I've never, you know, look, they're saying what they should, but I'm never convinced that they really have a handle on it, both with Mm -hmm. protecting our privacy and stopping people from interfering. Almost anybody these days can get hacked. If the Pentagon can get hacked by some 14-year-old kid in in St. Petersburg, Russia, or God knows where else, I just think it's very difficult these days to protect anything. And that goes for the social media. So it's a -a whack-a-mole, isn't it? Mm -hmm. As fast as they whack one mole down, there's another one that pops up somewhere else. There's always computers 
are very hard to fight against, and mm-hmm. they can create fake accounts. They can create exact copies of um, websites where you sign in thinking it really is the website. It's mm-hmm. a fake one. Yeah. And now whoever's running that thing has your password, your name, and everything, and can get access to more things that belong to you. It's, it's a never-ending battle, and mm-hmm. I'm not so convinced. Do they have yeah. a handle on it, to be honest with well, you? Well, internet regulation is always 10, 15 years behind, right? And yep. and the internet is the most global platform ever. You know, and, and oh, yeah. so when you start trying to regulate it, how do you regulate something that's not owned by one country or has – you have territorial right? You know, it's so hard to <laughs> do I, that. It's very difficult. Look at China. They will mm-hmm. not allow they, – they monitor and yeah. clamp down on their own internet so their people can't get access to mm-hmm. – Issues, Tiananmen Square for one. Yeah. Um, Turkey shuts. I, Jack Dorsey said that uh, in his hearing recently that um, they shut down certain aspects of Twitter within Turkey. Wow. But I'm thinking if you live just across the border yeah. somewhere else outside of Turkey, you can get it and show your friends in mm-hmm. Turkey what they're seeing. It's It never works, I don't think, those sorts of things. It's always yeah. going to be a way around it. And it's difficult for these big companies, talking in China, to get into China because they have to play by these yeah. draconian rules. Well, what do you think of Google working with China to create their own Chinese, you know, search engine with all these crazy, you know, censoring yeah, certain parts of history. But now, to me, as an American company, they're doing business with China. Now, are you afraid that China can get can get something from Google? Are they exposed to China? Mm, who knows? I mean, we've been exposed to China for a long time, yeah. as we have to Russia and Iran and everyone else. I, I it doesn't sit well with me that American mm-hmm. companies going to kowtow to to a, a, a government like the Chinese government and say all right, we will censor all of this just yeah. so they can get into the country. On the other hand, they have shareholders, and they're trying to get away mm-hmm. into a massive market like China. It doesn't sit well with me at mm-hmm. all, though. Now, with the regulation, with I th- I, to me, the, one of the only ways you could really safeguard this is to have a watchdog, right? But the only watchdog, the only way I could think of this is having Facebook and Twitter open up their the way they censor or the way they police mm-hmm. and, or, and protect – their, their users, you have to open it up to the government so they can look at it and make sure that, oh, this is working, they're not being unfair. But do we want the government to be that involved with private enterprise? No, probably not. And why do we think the government can do a better job? Have you ever been into a DMV? Anything the government yeah. runs is just an absolute nightmare. Bureaucracy. Um, but their answer normally is, is to regulate, regulate, regulate. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's the answer. I think the social media companies are expecting some kind of regulation, mm-hmm. um, and obviously they want to be a part of uh, of being able to to decide what that regulation is. Yeah. Bottom line is it's going to probably hurt their business model in some way. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. My more interested in is that what about users? Facebook. We always said that well, it's become grandma's social media platform. Mm-hmm. At what point do does another platform come along to challenge Facebook, and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden we see this huge draining of users from Facebook Mm -hmm. onto something else. And we haven't seen that, to be fair. We haven't. Well, you know, I've thought about that because I started Facebook when I was in seventh, eighth grade. Mm -hmm. And that was in 2007, 2008. Mm -hmm. So that was right when it was really starting to get big. And I stopped using Facebook like that a few years ago. And Facebook might be in my opinion, the largest fad of all time mm. because everyone got on which, it and su- everyone Which got suggests off. that it's now, is it yes. fading? I think, think their, their basic their basic you know, platform of yeah. the Facebook that we know yeah. is on its way out. 
But we also we're also seeing that other ways places. Twitter's users users and uh, new users have slowed tremendously. Snapchat is starting might be starting to slow. Uh-huh. Instagram is the only one that's doing well, and that's right. owned by Facebook. But you know, we saw Facebook with all these different different technology platforms. You know, Instagram yep. pictures. Well, that was on Facebook. You could post pictures. Right. Twitter. You could post statuses on Facebook. And it got dissected into those two things, and those became more popular. But then they're all starting to fade. But I think that's – So where do these people go? I, I think it goes back to the fundamental thing that people – humans need human interaction. Mm-hmm. They are, humans are social animals. And so I think that's, that's the root of everybody. And I think it's just going to fade like everything else, and they'll probably come back with another platform in years. But the thing is what I – this is why I like Facebook – Facebook invests and creates just like mm-hmm. Google and Amazon. Mm-hmm. So they're not just in that. I, Twitter, I, I honestly, I think Twitter will always have a place because you can get thoughts out real quickly. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we'll ever, ever see Twitter grow like it once did. Is Twitter really something you and I would use because we're in the news biz? Yeah. Well, public so, figures. Yeah. So it's, you want to follow your yeah. public figures. It's a good thing to be on. But yeah. I don't know whether the average person uses Twitter. When I was in high school, every single kid had a Twitter and everyone was tweeting, but we all followed each other. But then <laughs> once everyone got to college, everyone stopped using it because, you know, high school, you're in a little bubble. Right, you know? right. College, you're in, out, you're, you leave that. And once yeah. you get into the real world, forget about it. Yeah. So I think that's the thing. You now only see it with people's voices you want to see. So that's why I see Twitter as another media platform. Because well, you go today, to Twitter. It's the video that I enjoy on Twitter because it's so instant. Well, yeah, you it doesn't go to, matter where you are. There's always someone posting video right then. And yeah, Twitter with the videos, pictures, yeah. tweet yeah. out a picture of a crime scene real quick. Right. Or, or a car accident on I-95, right? It's instant. Yeah. Well, I think people will go to Twitter for the same reason you turn on a TV because you want to see either what this person's saying or what's happening. Mm. And that's why I, th- I think from a social media aspect, I think it's gone. It's interesting, isn't it? So many issues on this. Bottom mm-hmm. line is who's the gatekeeper? Who decides what we can and can't see? Yeah. And who's protecting our information? And none yeah. of that I don't think has been satisfactorily answered so far. No. And I don't think we'll get – I don't think a lot of people have an answer. Cause I honestly don't know if Sheryl Sandberg or Jack Dorsey can give you a definitive answer. No. You know? Because it's just – I think they're perfect examples of companies that got too big. Mm. Too much power. Too big, too fast. I don't know if we've ever seen – I mean we've seen U.S. Steel. We've seen AT&T. But we, I don't think they've ever had the power of these companies. Well, look at their value. I mean it's just you know their, their market mm-hmm. value is remarkable. Yeah. Interesting stuff, Brian Solomon. Yeah. Um, I, maybe I'm just an old skeptic. <laughs> I come across as a crotchety old skeptic who doesn't believe as much as these people want to tell you, we don't worry, we've got this, mm-hmm. we're working on it. I've never been convinced that they can protect my information or they're going to do a a good job without some bias on saying who can and who can't come onto the platform. But I think you reflect probably the majority of this country. Mm. I really think you do. Mm. I think a lot of people feel that way. I mean, people are always going to be skeptical. I think America is a skeptical country. Mm. And especially with these people, you know, you have such a tight-knit community out in Silicon Valley who don't share a lot of information. It's a lot of information, and frankly, people don't understand. Mm. So I think that's. I think most people are going to be skeptical. Why don't we leave it right there? <laughs> We're skeptical. But don't be skeptical of us. <laughs> no, please don't. Please don't. I uh, hope you enjoyed that. It's interesting. Social media is always a topic that's uh, certainly on the Fox Business Network and, and on Varney and Company. It's something we talk about every day because there's always something going on every day that's related to these big 
tech companies. And the more we get into it, the more, as I say, I just don't think they have a handle on it. They can tell you till they're blue in the face how much they've got this and they're covering it and we've got people with algorithms and blah, 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 blah. But I'm convinced that anyone who wants to take my information probably can. Um, and I, strangely, I'm okay with that <laughs> because I think these services are remarkable. They're used all over the world. That's one thing. When you travel around the world and you see everyone using Apple products and mm -hmm. they've got their Facebook and they've got their Twitter, it makes you realize how powerful these tools are. So there you go. Maybe they'll come up with the answer one day on how to, to, to keep our privacy and, and let everyone have a fair voice. But until then, we'll just carry on. Brian Solomon, Ashley Webster, thanks for joining us for the Ashley Webster Experience. We'll see you here next time. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist. Be sure to subscribe to the Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine.